Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. anniversary month and our theme is I love my church for our anniversary. I'm going to teach a series uh, entitled that throughout the month of October. Simply, I love my church. I love my church. Amen. Thank God for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to point you to the book of Ephesians. We'll tonight in our first lesson uh, be looking at that. Ephesians chapter 2. And verse 15, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 15. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more stranger and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together goeth, uh, groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. I want to focus on verse 19. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. I want to teach tonight I love my church we are family I love my church we are family turn to two or three people and say we are family we're family amen God bless you today y'all can go down if you like amen we are family we are family you know we we say brother and sister not just because of a term of endearment, but because we're family. We're family. When we consider for a moment the question, what is, what is a church? What is a church? What, what, what do you think of when we say church? Well, I go to this church, or I'm a part of this church. Or, but when you consider what the Bible means when we consider the word church, church, I want to tell you, church is not a building. The church is not a building. Jesus didn't die for a building. The church is not a building. The church is not an institution. Jesus didn't give his life for a denomination, or an organization, or an institution. The church is not a place we go. It's not an event that we attend. But church rather is a spiritual family where we belong. Let me say that again. Church is a spiritual family where we belong. When you consider the move of God, God flows through relationships, not activities. God flows through relationships, not activities. God flows through relationships, not buildings. God flows through people, not organizations. Consider this for a moment that the church of the living God is made up of 
individual perhaps groups where we have assemblies where we come together but we are all part of the people of God globally somebody say we are the people of God first Peter chapter 2 and verse 10 says which in time past were not a people we were not a people but he made us who were nobody somebody we were not a people, but now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. We are the people of God. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 11 says, And I, I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not abhor you, and I will walk among you, and will be your God, and ye shall be my people. You're my people. Amen. There are a lot of descriptive words that will, uh, descriptive terms and words in the, in the word of God that describe and convey the identity of the people of God. But he uses the word church as well as bride, as well as body. Amen. There's other descriptive terms and perhaps in our series we will get into them. But I want to refer you back to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. And I got a little, in studying today, I came across something that just set my feels on fire. And I want to share it with you today. Where Jesus said, you know this familiar verse of scripture, Matthew 16, 18. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. If you've been around church very long, then you've heard the Greek word for church spoken. It is the word ecclesia, which means out or calling out of. It literally means called out to assemble, called out to assemble. I come across this in the Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament, and it states this. Though some persons have tried to see in the term ecclesia a more or less literal meaning of simply called out ones, they said that this type of etymology is not warranted either by the meaning of ecclesia in the New Testament times or earlier usage. The term ecclesia was common usage for several hundred years before the Christian era and was used to refer to, listen to this, an assembly of persons constituted by well-defined membership. By well-defined membership. There was, there's a way that you're a part of this ecclesia. And it goes on to say, in general Greek usage, it was normally a social political entity based upon citizenship. It is then understanding this, that the church is the assembly of the people of God. Yes, that we've been called out, but we're not just called out. We're called to assemble. We're called to assemble. Uh, Spiro Zodolades said of this word, it is a body of free citizens called out to assemble, called out to assemble. I come across one Greek dictionary that states this about Ecclesia. It was the assembly of full citizens functionally rooted in the constitution of the democracy 
an assembly in which fundamental political and judicial decisions were taken. So here's what Jesus is saying that I see in this passage. Jesus is saying, upon this rock, upon this revelation, I'll build my ecclesia and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He is the king proclaiming that he will build his own citizenship, his own citizenship who would assemble and function in the authority of the government and its constitution. Church is a whole lot more than just simply being called out. How do we know that? Look at the very next verse because he moves into the operation of that ecclesia. He said, upon this rock I'll build my church. In verse 19 he says, and I will give unto thee the keys or the authority of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. There's something powerful that happens when the people of God become the ecclesia of God. They come out of an old government out of the darkness of sin and are now assembling in the authority of God. Amen. Yes, there is prescribed membership. You've got to be a citizen to assemble in the ecclesia. So the church was born on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Before Pentecost, there was only individual disciples. There was not an ecclesia. Jesus said, I'll build my church. I built, where did he start building his church? In Acts chapter 2, he began to build his church. The great mystery of Christ revealed in the form of ecclesia. The called out ones, the church of the living God called out to assemble in his authority. Called out to assemble as citizens. Called out to assemble with his power that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Can I tell you there's something awesome that happens when the church is the church and we assemble together. So when somebody says that what is a church? It's ecclesia. It's called out to assemble with authority and power of the king. Let me show you what I have broken down before and will break down continually because it describes for us what the church is. In Acts chapter 2, after the Holy Ghost had been poured out, after there had been a great preaching message from, from the Apostle Peter, after there had been many baptized and, and filled with God's Spirit along with them, look at verse 41, Acts chapter 2, verse 41. And when they that had gladly received the word. So what is a church? It begins with somebody that gladly receives the word. The logos. What is the word? The word is the Messiahship of Jesus Christ. It is, what is the word? It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ because that's what Peter preached. What is the word? It is the commandment of Acts 2 and 38, repentance and water baptism in the name of the Lord because that's what the word is referring to. They that gladly receive the word, that believe the word, were baptized. So the church is those that believe, receive the word, and were baptized. And the same day there was added unto them, not 
dispersed among, okay, you're part of this and you've got your own little group over here and you've got your own little, but they were added unto them. They were joined together when new converts come into that fellowship. They were part of that addition, which means they were part of the church. They become part of something. Can I tell you, you're a part of the thing that God designed. The Bible says before the foundation of the world, his design was headed to the church. Everything he did with Israel, and I love Israel, and I love Judaism. I love all that kind of stuff, but I want to tell you everything that happened there pointed to the church. He was headed to the church. It is the apple of his eye. It is the wonder and the ministry, mystery of the New Testament, the church of the living God, where he takes this person from this social background and brings them into ecclesia. He takes this person from that social background and that relationship and that race and that color and that nation. Amen. And makes us a part of one church, one body. If that doesn't blow your mind and thrill you, I don't know what I could preach tonight that would, but I am one with my brothers and sisters in Pakistan. I am one with my brothers and sisters in the Philippines. I am one with my brothers and sisters in Brownstown. I am one with my brothers and sisters right here at MPC as a local assembly. We are the ecclesia. Amen. Called out with authority. Called out with power. We have his name. We wear his name. We have been added unto, added to the church, about 3,000 souls. Verse 42, and they continued steadfastly. What's a church? They received the word. They were baptized. They were added to. They became a part of something. Verse 42, and they continued steadfastly. They committed themselves to serve and persevere personally the apostolic doctrine, the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship. That word fellowship is the act of sharing in activities or privileges of an intimate association or group. We are in fellowship one with another as the church. And in breaking of bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and had all things common. There's a unity in the body and sold their possessions and good and parted unto all men as every man had need and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So let's break it down. A church is a group of believers who received the word, obeyed the word through repentance, baptism in his name, and were filled with his spirit and have joined together in a commitment to help each other fulfill God's purpose in their life. I want to stop here and say this. I cannot fulfill God's purpose in my life outside of the church. Ecclesia. Now, it may look different in different places. It may be under a tree in Africa but it's Ecclesia. Come together. It may be a home in Bulgaria, but it's Ecclesia. It may be a building that was built in the 20s right here, almost 100 years ago. Ecclesia. It may be that, that, that it is in a barn somewhere or, or it may be in a, a, an edifice that has multi-million dollar building, but it's, it's where we assemble. The building is not where you 
what the church is. It's the people that come into that building and have the mindset that we are here to help fulfill the purpose of God in each other's life. I thought I was just here to get blessed. I'm here to make sure you're making me happy that the air's just right and the lights are just right and the sound's not too loud. You're here to make my, my comfort zone feel real good. No, we are here to fulfill God's call and that is so that each one of us can fulfill the purpose of God. My dad used to say the banana that gets picked gets peeled. If you separate yourself from the body of Christ, you're headed for danger. Amen. If you, if you get pulled away and pulled aside from the body of Christ in the church, you're hurting yourself. Amen. Thank God for online. God bless you that are watching today. I'm so thankful for that and we're about to expand it and it's going to be so awesome. We're going to have more than one camera. Whew, we're getting uptown. But there's nothing that can, can, can replace being connected with somebody, being together with somebody, praying with somebody. What, what did they do? How did they fulfill the purpose? By devotion to prayer. By devotion to the apostles' doctrine. By commitment to fellowship, through sacrificial giving and caring for each other, having all things common, amen, by loving and caring for each other. They did it by assembling together in houses and in temples, by dynamic worship, praising God, amen, and by fulfilling and engaging, by being fully engaged in the commission. They begin to spread the gospel and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved, amen. Who are we? We are the church of the living God. We are the church of the living God and we are the household of God. Amen. We're family. Turn to three people, smile at them and say, we're family. Now, being part of the family is more than going to family events. Y'all know those folks in the family they only show up because there's a dinner. <clears throat> yeah, there's uncle, 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 uncle. Well, you name whatever his name is because you're thinking it. He only shows up because there's something going on. Being a family means you're there not just for events. Being the church doesn't mean you're just part of an event. You're part of the body of Christ. You're part of the relationship of the family. Amen. And I'm so glad because uh, if you know, <laughs> they say if they look around and you don't see any, every family has a crazy person in it. And if you go around your family and you don't see one, it's probably you. <laughs> there is so much grace that God has for his church is that he takes a church like the Corinthians that was so dysfunctional and still says, that's my people. A dysfunctional church. And he said, that's still my people. He's got enough grace to cover over dysfunction. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. We don't always get it right. Amen. I said we don't always get it right at church. We don't always reach and do and, and be everything that we're supposed to be. But I thank God for the grace that he gives to family. Amen. We are the family of God, and here's a few reasons why. One, because we have one father. 
We are all born of one Father. Amen. We are to pray our Father which art in heaven. Amen. The Bible says that we are begotten by the word of God. The Father begets us. Hallelujah. 1 John 3 verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed unto us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved but now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he, he is. John recorded that in his epistle, and then he recorded in his gospel, chapter 1, verse 12, but as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe upon his name. Paul wrote in Romans 8 and 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We're family. We're family. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Galatians 3:26. Ye are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you that even though he may say son of God, it does not specify necessarily that he's talking about just men, but he's talking about us in a collective sense. We are the children of God. For in Christ, there's neither male nor female. Amen. All are one in him. He doesn't place partiality between a, a man or a woman when it comes to be a part of the family. We're all part of the family. Amen. We're all part of the family. We're part of the family. If you're part of the barbecue, Barbarians, the Greeks, amen, or the Jews, you're part of the family of God if you are wearing his name and you have his authority in your life. Hmm. So we're family because we have one father. We're family because we have one name. One name. Family because we have one name. Paul said in Ephesians 3 and 15, he's speaking of the family that Jesus is that family name when he says, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. Family members that carry the name of the Lord, been buried in his name, have put on Christ, and in baptism we take upon that family name. Ephesians 4 and verse 4, there is one body, one spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who's above all, through all, and in you all. Amen. Somebody say, we wear his name. We wear his name. When I was born, I was born into the Gill family. I had that name, and that name has stayed with me all my life. But when I was buried in the name of the Lord, I took upon me the name of heaven. So I am now Timothy Wayne Gill Jesus, if you please, because that's what he sees me. I have one father. I have been buried in one name. I've taken on the same name as you. Somebody ought to thank the Lord here today we're family do you love your church do you love your church we're family we may have fusses and fights every now and then but we have grace to cover it we're family today as I was studying this I got to thinking about my brother
band that has gone on to be with the Lord, I, I began to weep and cry. I cried because I missed him so bad. I missed him so bad. That's my natural brother. Amen. But I'm so glad that I have spiritual brothers and sisters in the Lord that I get to go to church with you every week. I get to hang out with you and fellowship with you and watch with you and grow with you and pray with you. Amen. There's nothing in this world that can replace that. When it comes to family, it's not like a natural family. It is a spiritual family. Praise God. Somebody say church is a family. We're family by one father. We're family by one name. We're family by the new birth. John 3, 5 says, Verily I say unto you, Jesus said, Except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Being born again, being brought into the family of God, we have received the spirit of adoption. And by his spirit, we can now together say, Father, Father, Father. Lord, I love you today. We're all family by the new birth. We're all family because we're in the same family business. You watch it. It's amazing how people just kind of keep on in the same family business. Every once in a while, someone deviates. But normally, just people keep on in the same family business, doing the same thing. When Mary and Joseph lost Jesus, they came back to find him in the temple, declaring the word of God in the temple of God. And Jesus said, why would you seek for me? Don't you know I must be about my father's business, my father's business. We have tonight a family business. It's the kingdom of God, and we all have a part in that business. It's the family business. It's the family mission. We're doing it together to expand the kingdom of God, to grow the kingdom of God. Why? Because we're family. We're in this not for somebody to be patted on the back and say, well, you did a great job, or somebody to be uh, looked down on because they didn't. We're in this together. We're doing it together. We're going to work on this together by the power of God. We are family, and family has got a business. And what is that business? Souls. We are in the soul-saving business. We are in the business of the missions. We are in the business of working together. We are in the business of advancing the kingdom. Amen. Because we're family. Hallelujah. We realize that it's our Father's business, and it's been passed to us through the declared word of Jesus Christ. We are our family <laughs> praise be to God Amen. so we're in the same business here's a big one that makes us family because we love each other we love each other maybe I ought to uh, <laughs> Sister Teresa, I know you're very busy with that grandbaby, but, but maybe we ought to sing the Barney song. <laughs> Those of you who don't know the story, you'll hear it later. I love you. You love me. We're a happy. Catch you didn't think he was going to come to Tuesday night Bible study. We're going to sing the Barney song. <laughs> We're family because there's a love that we have one for another. And that's, that's my family on another way, so Lord, help me, Jesus. 
Praising the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord on Marty's song. That's good. But what makes us family is we have love one for another. You know what? Even if you come from a dysfunctional family where there is all kinds of chaos and trouble, you ought to be able to walk into the family of God and feel like, I'm okay. These folks love me. These folks love me. Let it never be said that we have somebody that comes in and is turned away because they don't feel the love of God or, or they don't feel kind. Amen. Bishop has said this is the place where you can come and it's a friendless church in town, friendless church around, friendless church in the world, I guess. What, what makes us different in any way is that we're family and we have to love each other. Loving each other means we overlook certain things because the Bible says love covers a multitude of covers a multitude of sins, which means is that we can, we, can, we can get by because we love each other. Love will help you not get offended. I said love will help you not get offended. It will help you overcome and, and, and keep moving forward. We're family. I love my church because we're family. I love my church because we're family. Amen. Let's get some word into us. 1 John 3.10, in this the children of God are manifest, the children, the family of God. In this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Okay, He's showing the contrast. Whosoever doth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. This is the message that we heard from the beginning, that we should love one another not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. Wherefore, slew him, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. The children of God are known because they love the brothers. The children of darkness are known because they kill brothers. Amen? First Peter 2, 17 Love the brotherhood. That's what he said. Love the brotherhood. First John 4, 7, Beloved, let us now love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Amen. Let us love one another. Somebody say, let's love one another. First Thessalonians 4 and 9, But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. You don't have to have a Bible study. You don't have to have nine weeks of how to love your brother or sister. It ought to be birthed in us because we're family. When you look at that little baby that comes into your home and you look at that, that child that comes in your home or you have that uh, 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 relative that you haven't seen in a long time, you come in and you say, I just love them and I know how to explain and I love them. I love them. Amen. We ought to be taught of God to love one another because we're family. Okay, we're family because we look alike. I will explain. We're family because we look alike. Amen. I, 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 count it, I count it. It makes me feel good. Somebody walks up to me and says, you look just like your dad. I feel good. Makes me nice. They even come up to me and say, hey, Brother Walls. <laughs> Makes me feel good. I'm not going to deny it. 
we bear the likeness of the one who is our father. We ought to be in the same image, the same likeness. We're all baptized by the same spirit. We all take on the same nature, just as the natural resembles the natural in a family. Some of you resemble your, fa your father, your mother, your sister, your brother. You resemble them, and some of you resemble somebody like 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 like. Somebody could, could think I resemble Bishop Walls. I'm not even related to him, but I pray that somehow that, you know, it, it, it might be the bald head, but you're carrying on same characteristics. In the family of God, we begin to look alike in the spirit. Individuals, yes. All having uniqueness, all having unique backgrounds, all having unique heritage, all coming from unique races and, and having unique families and social identity and monetary identity. But we begin to act alike because we have the same spirit. Brothers and sisters, that's what makes a church unified. It's not about us working to be unified. It's about us getting connected to the spirit. If we get connected to the spirit, then we are then automatically unified we begin to bear the same likeness our father hates sin we hate sin our father loves certain things we love certain things our father is holy we too must be holy set apart isn't the goal to be like Jesus isn't the goal to be like Jesus Ephesians 4 13 Till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's why we come into the family of God is so that we begin to take on the characteristics that Jesus exhibited as the great example. Amen. As the great example as in the flesh our brother to understand how to behave and how to act. Praise God. So thank the Lord. We're family. We have one father. We wear one name. We have the same business, the same purpose, the same focus. We love each other. We love each other. We bear the similar images in acting in the same nature. We are the household of God. Paul put it like this in our text. We began with Ephesians chapter, uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 18. Through him... We both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, you're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Fellow citizens and saints of the household of God. All of a sudden, we take on a new status. We come into the family, and we're part of the family. Part of the family. I think nothing of it. If David would walked into our house and went to the refrigerator and got him something to drink, I would think nothing of it. But if my neighbor did that, we'd have a talk. Yeah. I think nothing of it when it's family. We're no more strangers. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from. What, what, you know, I, I'll never be like that or I'll never be like that group. I'll never fit in. Yeah, you will. Because when it comes to the brotherhood and when it comes to the family of God, we all have one level. It's called Calvary. 
We all meet at the same level. We don't bring our wallets and we don't bring our heritage. We just bring ourselves. We don't bring anything but ourselves. And at the cross, we're all at the same point. We're family. We're family. We're family. One of the things that blesses me here at MPC is that we're blessed to have a great number of families. It, and, and honest, uh, some, some folks that, you know, knew that they come around and start learning, this one's related to that one and this one's related to that one. And, and I don't see Pastor Timothy here, but it, it's taken him a while to understand where some of y'all are connected and related. And, and, and I get that. We're blessed to have families in our church. And sometimes I just sit back and I count families. I count households, not individuals, but just thank God for families. Thank God for families. Amen. And it is your individual family that helps then make up the family of God. Family of God. Just like natural families, sometimes in the kingdom of God, things get messy. Things get messy but we've got to be willing to work through our issues and say, this is family, and we love each other here, and we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. Praise God. I want you to stand with me, please. Let's talk about how important it is to be part of the family of God and be related to Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 46 says, and while he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak to him. His natural mother, his natural brother, wanted to talk to him. When one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him and told him, Who's my mother? And who's my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward the disciples. Behold, my mother and my brethren. And whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. If you read that story, you will find that his natural family came to try to cabbage on his, his fame at the time. They, they wanted him to, to come and, and show out in the miracles so that they could be be. be puffed up and looked up and Jesus understanding that said well wait a second who really is my mother or father who is my brother and who are these amen whosoever will do do the will of my father amen there are sometimes your natural parents will let you down there are sometimes that your natural family will let you down but if you do the will of god you can rest assured you'll look around and find a brother or sister in christ somewhere showing up in the same spirit in the same likeness in the same way doing the will of god amen if i will obey god and i will follow his word i'm promised brothers and sisters in christ praise god I love my church. I love my church. Been blessed to pastor th three other places. Been blessed. But none compares to pastoring an MPC. There is a connectivity here 
unlike any I've ever experienced in my life. And I thank God for that. Let's keep it. What do you say? Let's keep it. Lift up your hands and let's worship the Lord in this place. We're family. We're family. We're a family. Hallelujah. I love my church, but I love it because we're family. I love it because we're family. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, and you are the head of this family. You're the head of this household. You are our father. You are our father. We wear your name. I thank you, Lord Jesus, today for redemption, that you redeemed me and brought me into this family of God. I praise you, Lord, for that. Let me do your will, oh, God. I want to be in relationship with you. Revival comes through relationship, not building. Revival comes through relationship, Lord, not activity. Revival comes, Lord Jesus, through people, not process. We're going to thank you, Lord, today for revival. We're going to thank you, Lord, for the family of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.